Welcome to the Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, where we discuss dating and other significant relationships. Good evening, good evening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa. And puppy, tonight is a um, fire, fire, fire. <laughs> <laughs> Excited for our show, um, dating and double standards. So, oh man, let the fireworks begin! <laughs> so I want to jump in by asking you, uh, our listening audience, would you date a short man, ladies, or a tall woman, guys? Do you think dating someone overweight is asking too much? Yet you yourself have a body mass index over thirty. So what is it? Is it a preference or is it truly a double standard poppy? Oh, man. Um, I think uh, having our preferences is natural and something that we have a right to as well, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I think we have to be aware of what someone can control and what someone can't control, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example if a man is short uh a lot of women tend to kind of dismiss a man that is short just because of his height not because he's not a good man per se which uh is okay right but at the same time also women have to be respectful and mindful that hey i'm not his type and that's okay too right whether it be because of your physique or because you know you're a few pounds extra whatever that man is also that short man or tall man is also entitled to his physical preferences as well. Right. But oftentimes men, uh, particularly short men, right. They get dismissed because of their height. But then if a woman gets dismissed because of her, you know, body or size or whatnot, then this is where the insensitive and body shaming stuff comes into play when also condemning someone who is short is also body shaming. Right. Right. Um, you know, one of the things that I looked at, um, I just looked at some clips, to tell you the truth on YouTube, just some, some were kind of funny. Some were some old Kevin Samuels, um, just to get the other side. Right. Cause I know what, what I've said as a woman, what my friends have said as women, but I wanted to hear what men are out there saying, because, you know, this new, um, you know, view of equality is very enlightening for me. You know, I'm kind of a uh, from an old school generation. I'm a Gen Xer. And so we kind of grew up with sort of a you know, very defined gender roles. But we are now in this new dating pool with this blend of what you grew up seeing and thinking versus this new school dating mentality and so I was kind of curious and there seems to be quite a bit of men um espousing the idea um well women you say um you like to date an older man but if a man does it this was one of the the clips but if a man does it it's creepy uh you say a man has to be in shape he has to have so much money he has to have this and that and the other but if a man wants a woman to bring looks uh stability money to the table then you know he's weak um so it's kind of interesting 
this dialogue that's going on now about what is, you know, what are, what should be our standards in a relationship and dating and what is, what is reasonable and what is uh, unreasonable. Uh, like you said, a man's height can't be helped, right? Um, now, how he behaves as a man, whether he's short or tall, can be helped. Oh, absolutely. If you're controlling, if you're manipulative, whatever, I found that height doesn't really have a lot to do with that. Um, you know, so that can be, that can be, but that is a preference of mine. I'm going to tell you, Poppy, I do love a man that's six feet and tall. Like <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, huh? <laughs> Put that out there. Let me throw that little caveat out there. You little man six feet tall, just saying. But um, I have dated shorter men, uh, you know, from five seven under, you know, men who are looking me in the eye or I'm taller than they were in heels. So I did not limit myself to just short, I um, mean, you know, a tall man. But, you know, I did have the experience and thought, you know, my preference is, you know, six feet and up. Um, but I think this um this new day um so like with money i think money is getting real tricky out here in these streets um you know even on our on our our facebook uh questionnaire like people saying like you know i don't mind treating occasionally as a woman and i i feel that way um but i don't um i don't believe in keeping a man up either like, I, I really feel like in this day and age, in order to make it, you both have to bring something to the table or we have to mutually agree on what it is our relationship's going to look like financially. And that's a discussion that needs to be had anyway. So what about you? Do you, do you, um, I know we've talked about this in other shows about being friends, you know, you're not going to be out here footing the bill just for somebody who's not really, a. um, a potential, you know, woman for you. I mean, I think it should just be, I think everybody has to be aware and mindful of it, right? Because at what point does it come down to, okay, is this person genuinely interested in me or is this person just genuinely interested in what I offer and the perks that come with being around me? So that's why, um, you know, whenever me and my boys, um, even the younger generation of my family, the younger men, uh, I always try to let them know that don't try to buy a woman's love, because if you do that, that woman is never going to appreciate you for who you are. She's going to appreciate you for what you can give her. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I'm all for, you know, doing nice things for a woman, uh, going out to dinner. Uh, or doing, you know, spoiling her with things that she enjoys, as long as it's something that comes from your desires and your heart, but not because you feel that, hey, I have to do this or else she's going to leave me, that kind of thing. Because then at that point, is that really a relationship or is this just a transaction? You know, I really feel like this whole discussion of double standards, like we're having... um <laughs> what some people call in the tarot world a tower moment it feels like things are really crumbling around us with relationships as we knew them you know almost like we're having this whole deconstruction of you know gender roles money 
expectations. I was looking at, um, her name is Dr. Let me see. Um, this, this was really good. We're back. We're back, everybody. Uh, sorry for the technical difficulty. So, uh, Dr. Love McPherson was uh, talking about this whole reasonable or unreasonable expectation. And so, I think for me, what I'm seeing is like you can't ask for something that you're not willing to give. That's that's really what I'm getting from this whole thing. Uh, Heidi Jones talks about on our Facebook feed. Uh, you want somebody to show up as a 10 when you yourself, you know, are barely a five. <laughs> Boy, yeah, she was throwing some flames there, but I think we've discussed this before in other topics where uh, there's nothing wrong with having standards and there's nothing wrong with uh, having expectations and preferences. But, you know, with the caveat of bring, being aware of, hey, what am I bringing and am I bringing most of those components to the table as well. And I think that's the important thing to remember. Um, I um, did some digging myself and honestly, I never really thought about this from the context of dating, obviously, and, you know, society and, you know, work and business, there's always double standards. Um, but like to focus specifically on the dating and relationship scope, um, as I started doing some digging, there's some that started popping up that really made a lot of sense to me that I hadn't really stopped to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, obviously, um, this one is pretty common where when a man uh, is promiscuous and has had a lot of sexual partners, he's applauded in most places right whether it be media society peers hell even family members Mm -hmm. um however when a woman does it it is seen as a negative it is frowned upon or it kind of has a negative stigma of there must be something wrong with her or there were some issues growing up or whatever the case may be and and that to me is one that clearly stands out Mm -hmm. and that has been around for a very very long time right and not just condemned by men but even by other women like women absolutely double standard almost you know the way men have with that that's a great one oh absolutely that one's one that kind of jumped out at me and one that you know i was i was aware uh, but i think it's still good to kind of point it out even in this present day society another one this um, stood out to me while doing some research. Um, so my source was Billy Ray Brandt, uh, which is a, looks like a podcaster of sorts. Uh, and I subscribed because I really kind of enjoyed some of the, the feedback that I got from this discussion. And they also um, made a reference to virginity. Because when it's a female who's a virgin, that is celebrated, that is applauded, and that is something that is sought after. And obviously, frankly, it's become a rarity nowadays. Now, when a man mm-hmm. is a virgin, that is frowned upon and by men and by women. Because I have heard women who get turned off when they run into a, I don't know, a guy in their mid-20s or late-20s who's still a virgin. Because... 
number one, uh, you know, the, the religious principles maybe aren't there or, you know, they're not a virgin anymore, obviously. Or they feel that, hey, I don't want to have to teach this man everything and anything uh, because then it kind of feels like we're getting back to high school again. Um, so that's always kind of been the knock whenever I've had conversations with women about the whole aspect of a man preserving himself and being a virgin. So that surprised me and honestly not one that I would have thought of because I've actually I've met since I've been, you know, uh, doing the podcasting. I can honestly tell you I've met more male virgins than female virgins. Uh, now, granted, it was two. Uh, but I haven't met any female virgins um, at this st stage of my life. So that was very interesting to me, just how in society and religion uh, and over time, right, throughout history, a woman's virginity, you know, is something valuable. Well, I think, um, again, our listeners are always so spot on with their commentary uh, those are some great points, Poppy. Uh, but Catherine, uh, Madeline M. also made some excellent points when she brought up, and she says this is from her personal experience, uh, double standards that she encountered. The guy had several female friends, yet it was an issue that she had female friends or had male friends, excuse me. Uh, guys that, you know, she basically grew up with that were like family, she says. Uh, two, that guys could maintain friendships with women that they had dated, but the two she said I dated more than 14 years ago, I couldn't speak to at all, um, giving them space when they are out with friends, but I have to answer the phone uh, for having needs, but the other wants you to meet their needs before they feel they want to meet yours. Um, she made a good point. She said, all comes across as controlling, in my opinion, shows their insecurities and lack of trust, possibly based on things they are doing. Uh, for example, those who accuse are the guilty party. Um, so some good points there. What you know, we've talked about this. Can you really have, um, you know, male and female friends? We've done a whole show on that. Uh, but I really thought that point about uh, the space, giving giving your partner space, but then when you go out, them um, thinking that something is wrong. Um, I can remember dating a guy and um, I had a cousin who had thrown a birthday party and I didn't invite him to the birthday party with me. And he was sulking and mad because I didn't invite him with me to go to my cousin's birthday party. It was a family, a, a girl cousin, it wasn't even like a male cousin or anything. And he was just so torn about the frame about that. And I was just, Absolutely not. But he could go golfing with friends and go on, you know, golf trips or golf tournaments or whatever. And it was always like, you got to be kidding me, right? This is a family member who's having a little get together. And I don't say anything about you going out with your buddies to do whatever. I'm, you know, I wasn't that tight. And so I knew it was just going to be like, this is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that is definitely a red flag that probably won't get better uh but that's why i like having these conversations too because we want to make people aware of what to look for when you are seriously considering somebody these are things that you are going to face or these are conversations that you may end up having so it's good to have a leg up and just 
kind of, you know, observe and be mindful and aware that, hey, this man is asking this of you. But then when you're trying to ask the same level of respect, it's not being reciprocated. So it comes out to be the classic do as I say, not as I do. And that seldomly works well in any kind of dynamic. That is so true. And, um, you know, uh, what I'm learning to do is not jump so fast um, in situations where, you know, it feels like, oh, this feels so good. This feels so good. Um, You know, uh, Dr. Love McPherson, the one that we're talking about uh, prior to the break, was saying that dopamine and oxytocin, you know, those love chemicals. And we've talked about this on feel good chemicals. Uh, they kick in. And so you need time to to get back to sort of that homeostasis before you start making decisions about somebody, because all that feel good chemical going on is really flooding your brain and you may not see certain things right away. But when you really start listening and you allow yourself to sit back and just observe for a little while, then you can start to see, like, what are they really saying to me? And and do I really agree with this? Is this really lining up with me? Um, and not even get so upset. Like, it's okay for people to have their preferences. And if you find a woman or, you know, um, men, if you find a woman or ladies, if you find a man who will agree to what it is you want, there's, I do believe there's somebody out there for everybody. I do believe there are women who are fine not working and they want to stay home with their children. I don't see anything wrong with that if that's what you want. But don't try to make someone be what you want and that's not what they want too because that's going to be a house that's going to be divided against itself and it's going to fall. You're never going to have a healthy relationship with one person forcing the other one to do and 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 follow along with with the one and the other one always has to compromise and always has to be or do something that they don't want to do or be. No, I agree. I think um, it's all about being mindful, right? Uh, And being self-aware. And I think that when you prepare yourself and you arm yourself with some of these tools and some of this knowledge, it'll help mitigate getting too deep into some of these scenarios where they can really have adverse effect long term right because even if you do break up you know with a woman or a man or whomever that was abusive or narcissistic and all that that stuff takes time to get over and ultimately we end up spilling and bleeding on the wrong people for somebody else's mistake so that's why i love bringing these topics to the airwaves i love having these conversations because I really feel that we give people something to think about. Um, another point that stood out to me um, that doesn't get a lot of limelight is men displaying vulnerability. Because when a woman does it, it's right. it's just, you know, nobody bats an eyelash. It's, it's almost expected, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because women are considered the more emotional beings. But if a man cries in front of a woman for whatever reason for some women that can be a very powerful thing and not in a good way because men yeah it can be off-putting because men in society right we've been told hey men don't cry right there's no crying in baseball right or a lot of men tend to suppress their emotions and their feelings right so 
um, this whole idea that if a man cries, he's weak or, you know, not strong enough, but it's okay when a woman cries. That part. Um, and, you know, I think that's a good point you're bringing up too, is like the impact of these double standards on a relationship. So that was something that I looked, um, cause we know how we feel personally. Um, but some of the things that I, um, I found like looking at betterhelp.com, um, you know, online therapy, um, it's not healthy. Uh, resentment builds up. Uh, you really do damage to the relationship long-term with that imbalance of power, uh, with responsibilities, uh, people disrespecting each other because, you know, one person feels like they've got more power in the relationship than the other. Um, there's just so many things that create such a toxic environment when you enter into an agreement with somebody with these double standards at play. And honestly, um, I can say for myself, I wore ask in several relationships because I felt like I needed to try to give the person what they wanted. And it wasn't really all me. Uh, I won't say that I, I won't say that I was false. Like I didn't, I didn't lie about who I was being, but I was withholding some of who I was. You know, I didn't, I didn't let them see all parts of me, only some parts of me. And again, that's still not the truth of me, right? If you can only have parts of me and I don't show you everything, either I don't feel safe that you're going to accept that or you've already told me you don't want that and I'm hot out. And so, you know, that's still not good. You know what I mean? It's just not, it's not a good situation. Um, and so I think, again, if you can't have an honest conversation about what you're looking for up front, when you are starting to, you know, kind of get to know each other on those first get to know you dates or conversations, like, why are we wasting each other's time when there's somebody out there who is willing to meet whatever that standard is? No, agreed. And um, and sometimes, you know, for some people, it takes time, right, before they start to kind of open up on some mm -hmm. of the deep stuff, right? Uh, so I get it because you don't want to go on a first date and, you know, start talking about some heavy stuff that, you know, maybe you you yourself weren't even prepared to discuss. But maybe you've had a couple of too many drinks. And we all know when people have a drink in them, um, they tend to kind of slip up and tell you everything that's on their mind. But I have had I've had, you know, male friends tell me that you know, because of prior experiences that they will never, never be completely vulnerable to another woman. And that the root of that was because they felt that when they became vulnerable and they opened up and they shared, you know, some of their struggles or trauma or, you know, even mental health issues, right? They felt that the woman either shunned them or saw them differently or treated them differently or or just didn't feel the same level of respect that men, you know, also like and, and, and obviously women, too. But that was interesting that they both kind of mentioned the same thing, that the moment that they started to open up and become vulnerable to this woman, that was almost, in essence, the beginning of the end for them. Mm. 
And that's strange. Like, you know, there's so many people again, that's why you can really find what you're looking for. If you're, if you're upfront and honest, well, I say that, but then there's some people who want mystery and, you know, don't be so, don't be so, um, direct, you know? <laughs> so I say that. And then there are people going, I would never tell anybody that up front, you know, that's something you should not, you know, not do. But, uh, to me, I just find it, it is, um, much safer for me psychologically to know where people stand. That is my preference. Um, to me, as, as time goes, right. <laughs> as that trust starts to grow and, you feel that, hey, this this person um, is genuine, right? This person seems to um, be who they claim to be and, and things are going well, then yeah, as time progresses, I don't see any issue with opening up. Um, but also just, you know, you, you got to remember that, you know, people with bad intentions can use that against you. True. And I'm not asking for your deep, dark secrets. Let me make that clear. But what I am saying, I feel like this, like if you know you are a more traditional person, um, there's a there's that exists. Like couples, you know, they have a, a a different way of operating in the world. I I guess for me, this whole notion that you've got to, you know, be out here with such a cloak and dagger agenda in your dating life. Like that does not make sense to me. Or you keep going in a pool with people who don't represent what you say you want. Mm, interesting. Okay. So for instance, and this is a, a, a wildly um, exaggerated notion, right? But you say you want someone who's in shape, but everyone you date is a hundred pounds overweight. Like, Quit saying that because that's not what you keep picking. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's a good point. Uh sometimes we like what we like, and then sometimes, sometimes, right, you meet someone and then um, you know, you, you feel like that compatibility and chemistry, even though maybe they're not your ideal type physically, right? Uh, or you could say, hey, you know what? If this person, you know, got himself in shape, man, this person, you know, would look incredible uh, because obviously, you know, we've seen people go through transformations nowadays in the world of social media and diets and so many different ways to to approach that, that, um, you know, sometimes the personality and the chemistry is just so strong that, hey, you're you're OK with, you know, a person not being, you know, an IG model or whatnot. Uh, as long as, you know, they're relatively healthy. One thing um, that I will say regarding that, right, is, you know, I'm not for the whole body shaming thing, but I'm also not here to celebrate diabetes either and making it seem like it's cute, you know, and cool. Um, and that to me and to me, health, right, is is something that I do regardless of how many food posts I put on my social media. I assure you, people, I work out a lot. There's a reason why I eat like that, because I put in the work to eat like that. Um, but to me, this concept that, hey, this person's overweight, let's celebrate it and not say, hey, you know, you got to be careful um, before you get yourself in trouble and then you start 
you know, getting on all these medicines at age 40 something. Right. Exactly. So, you know, and again, you know, the moderation and everything. And I guess you know, I'm being really ridiculous. I'm pushing this uh, hard because, again, you know, I, vocabulary.com says uh, a double standard is is an unfair evaluation of somebody. You know, you say somebody has to have this, but then you don't hold that line for every group, you know. Mm, interesting. Not even for yourself all the time. So I guess, um, again, like, you know, a preference is one thing, but holding an expectation and evaluating somebody and, and holding judgment over them and withholding or excluding them from the potential of, like you said, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're not in the best shape. You're not a perfect 10, but you are, you know, a decent person. And we've gotten so far into, um, I guess the externals of a person um, nowadays too, with, with social media, you know, it's all about the trappings of a person. Um, when do you get to the core of who they are and what the compatibility rating is? How do you get to that, to that level when all you keep looking at is this ridiculous list that you've created as maybe a kid or watching rom-coms or something, <laughs> you know, that's the, the idea that we have of perfection. I was looking at something, as a matter of fact, it was really funny, not funny, haha, but ironic. Um, and it has a, a little bit to do with this, but not. So like you're saying, you say you want this, but then everybody shows up a different way. A girl was telling a guy, she was just sitting out at the bar alone reading. And the guy was trying to talk to her and she was trying to nicely tell him, I'm not interested you know, keep it moving. And the guy just kind of continued to persist. And so I think this is another um, way that double standards have worked. Like a man needs to be confident and assertive and take not take no for an answer in going after what he wants. And so there are these notions un and very dangerous sometimes, you know, this is the dark side of this whole topic of this guy just continued to go until she finally had to say to him, I'm not interested. Leave me alone. And then he walked off, he walked off and said, well, she was like, I don't even know you. He said, well, my name is Steve. And she was like, that's not the point. The point. <laughs> so he didn't get it that he didn't get it. Well, that is a dangerous pattern to yeah. uh, go down because uh, obviously in the workforce, they ain't playing that no more. So if you harassing somebody, you're going to get the pink slip real quick. I remember when I first started at Wells Fargo, I met guys that had gotten written up two and three times. Nowadays in present day, they don't play that. Right. They catch you slipping once, you're done. And even in this, like uh, there's a... Um board panda has uh, a, a cute graphic that has this really nice looking well-dressed man uh talking to susan looking good susan that's permitted but it becomes sexual harassment if the flabby overweight not well-dressed man comes up and says looking good susan same phrase same woman two different men 
what makes it different? Oh, speaking on that. So while we're on this conversation, so when I wake up in the mornings, um, you know, I usually like to turn on the sports uh, news and there's a show called First Take. Mm -hmm. And it was Stephen A. Smith, Ryan Clark, and Molly Quirum, who's like the host of the show, and she kind of moderates everything. Anyways, long story short, Molly asked Stephen, uh, Stephen A. Smith, and another gentleman that was there, you know, they were having like a little sports debate, and they, she asked them who they thought were the best dressed women that they worked with at ESPN, and Stephen A. Smith was like, no comment. <laughs> and he basically was alluding that, hey, you know, I'm not trying to catch heat because nowadays, even in the workforce, giving a woman a compliment could get you in some really, really hot water. Next, uh, you know, that, that three second soundbite comes back to bite him in his ass later on. And somebody, you know, chooses to look at it a certain way. Oh, that time you said blankety blank, that's that you were, you know, harassing me or whatever. So, you know, it's just it's so much. It's like, gosh, we can't even have, um, you know, you need a you need a a, a contract like on Dave Chappelle's show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I had some yellow cake yesterday, too, by the way, that absolutely <laughs> brought back some Dave Chappelle memories but that was interesting because mm -hmm. this man who's a public figure even now he has to censor himself from even giving a woman just a genuine normal compliment mm -hmm. because now he don't want that coming back to him or he don't want that on record because then somebody might be like wait a minute what did you mean by that so it just kind of goes to show you where we've gone to society, where we've gone to the way opposite uh, extreme. Um, and even in the workforce, uh, I remember even myself, like moving to a different department where in this department where I was doing compliance work, I was surrounded by a lot of women. And sometimes some buddies would come and visit me and we would chop it up right from my old department. And I would have to tell them, hey, like, just, you know, be careful what you say around here because this isn't the other department. This is more like a library, quiet type vibe. And here's the thing with inappropriate jokes. Just because you're not telling the joke at someone, if that person around you is offended, mm. that's all that it takes. Regardless whether you were talking to the person next to you or across from you, if somebody in that vicinity took offense of whatever joke you said, whether it was sarcasm mm -hmm. or just trying to be cute or you were just being an idiot either way that's not going to dissolve you at least in this day and age with where we are as far as with that kind of behavior right and and the workplace is supposed to be neutral territory you know a safe zone if you will and if you're if you're doing anything that people hear or witness not just you doing it to them directly then it's um you know it's like secondhand smoke. I'm still catching those, uh, that feeling of being unsafe. You've created a hostile work environment for me as an observer, not just you firsthand saying something out of pocket to me. So, you know, I, I just feel like this is a definitely uh, been a great topic for dating, but also just in general with relationships, the way we usually, you know, consider all things on the show. You know, every everybody has multiple layers of relationships. Um, 
not just the dating relationships that we're in. So we hope that everybody's been able to to glean something from this and, you know, just to really think about like, what do you really want? And just make sure you're, again, communicating that in a way um, that you can get what you want from the right person, because it's not that um, maybe what you want is not unreasonable um, in and of itself. It just might be you're asking the wrong person. Yeah, so I think it's, uh, you know, uh, me personally, right, just I can just speak from my personal experience. I always like to try to, you know, do different approaches, right, just to see if one uh, gives me better results than the other or uh, just to kind of see, hey, let's see what comes out of this. And sometimes it's literally trial and error and I have no idea. It might work to my benefit. It may not. Um, but it's good to be aware that, hey, you know what? I've been doing this for, you know, a couple of years, hasn't really yielded me much results or, hey, I've been on this dating app for the last three years and I haven't yielded, it hasn't yielded me any personal results. Maybe it's time to try a new dating app. Who knows? Maybe a certain dating app might be more geared to what, you know, individual or what your taste is. Um, so something to be aware as well that, um, you know, it's good to sometimes kind of think outside the box and, and get a little creative, uh, even with your dating, but at the same time, uh, not be hypocritical, right? Because if you're going to condemn and criticize someone, uh, for something that they have zero control, uh, but then when a man puts you aside, right. Or calls you out for something that you really have no control, then what are we talking about? Right. Um, Absolutely. Just good stuff, Poppy. Always um, a fun time. Thank you to our uh, Facebook followers who, you know, chimed in. We didn't get to do everybody's comments on here, but uh, if you go to Jorge Medina on Facebook, you can look up that thread. It was very interesting. Oh, it was in fuego. It was lit up. As soon as I rolled it out, people had definitely something to say. And that was just from a, a dating perspective. We didn't even go down the rabbit hole of just society as a whole which is littered and full with double standards oh my gosh so many uh <laughs> telling you you will get some good stuff uh, but again thank you guys for following us a new year it's the first uh, podcast of 2024 so we appreciate you guys for showing us love support these past few years plus uh it's been a blessing and we will continue to work and improve and bring you quality conversations and uh, conversations that make you think and make you wonder mm. until next time everybody buenas noches mi gente thanks for joining us today on the relationship cycle with jorge and nelsa do you have show ideas? Email us at jorgeandnelsa at gmail.com. Follow us on Spotify or anchor.fm for more great shows.